Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Sing along. Yeah. 
shout of praise if you believe he's alive today. He was alive yesterday, today he's alive forever. And he's here for us, so give God a big shout of praise. Come on, real life. Give God your best this morning. Man, it is so good to see you. So don't shake a hand. Don't give a hug. It still feels weird to say that, but make contact with somebody, not physical, but finger guns, right? Those are cool. Give a wave, give a big smile. And if you're wearing a mask, smile with your eyes and just make someone around you feel welcome this morning. Go ahead and do that real life. while they're doing that here in the room, I just want to extend a huge welcome to everyone who's joining us online. It is so good to have you right here with us. You get to experience everything that we are doing right here at KT there at home. So we really appreciate you logging on and joining us. And can I get everybody in the room? Will you just give a big, uh, a big shout for everybody who's watching at home? Let them know they're loved. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're really excited about that. So thanks for being here. Uh, speaking of being new, some people in the room might be new today. And so whether you're here in the room or online, uh, now's an awesome time if you're new to get your phone out and text RL new to 97,000. And what that's going to do, that's just going to uh, put a connection team member uh, in touch with you sometime this week. Just someone to reach out, say hey, make you feel welcome, let you know that we're just honored that uh, you are with us today, either here or online. Now, if you're here in the room, I want you to do that also, but I also want you to step out here after the gathering in the hub, you'll see a big new here booth. And we just have a little gift for you as just a way of saying, again, thanks for being here. You know, Real Life Church, uh, we, we have a little bit of a motto, okay? What's the motto with me? What's the motto? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was bad, dude. Don't even, don't even give that a pity. I love you, brother. Thanks, man. That was, that was bad. Uh, <laughs> but we have a motto here that says, we exist to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And so another way that we like to say that is we're a church for the unchurched. Now you might be in this room today, you might be online. This might be the first time you've ever been in a church before. This might be the first time you've been in a church since you were a little kid. Church might be a scary thing for you. You might've felt super nervous driving in or even logging on today. And I just want you to know that we just want you to feel so welcome here and just come as you are, all right? We, we just wanna meet you where you are. And uh, if you have been coming here for a while and you're like, what can I do next? What can I do to stop just going to church but start being the church? Then I really wanna invite you out to something special called Next Steps. And so here in the room, we're gonna have Next Steps after our second gathering, right around noon, give or take, with Pastor Sean and Diane. They'll actually meet you in our Next Steps room down the hall, uh, there past the restrooms. And they just want to meet you, number one, that'd be awesome, get to know you on a little bit better level, tell you who we are as a church, where we're going as a church. And then today they're gonna kind of focus in on something called the Dream Team. The Dream Team is that group of people that sets everything up, that turns this from an elementary gym into a living, breathing church. So we'd love for you here today to come on back and, uh, and join Sean and Diane for that. Now, if you're online and maybe you've been online with us the whole time and we haven't had the chance to meet face to face yet, we have a really cool opportunity for you. I want you to pencil in your calendars for August 30th. There's going to be something called Crash Course. 
And so that's where you go through all the next steps, all four of them together at once. So if you're going to do that, uh, well, two things. Number one, you might be thinking, yeah, right. Like, I don't want to be the only person showing up at Pastor Sean's house. Might feel a little bit awkward. I'm pleased to report. He told me this morning, there's already a few people that have signed up. So you won't be alone. You'll be super welcome. We just ask that you RSVP at reallifechurchkc.com. And that's also for anybody here in the room too. That's not just an online thing. I know that Sean and Diane would love to see you there on August 30th. Alrighty. Well, guys, uh, we got a really special, really special gathering for you today. And uh, this is actually, I think, our third week in our Hero Maker series. And uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Sean. Will you give him a warm welcome for Pastor Sean? Thanks, Drew. Well, welcome again, man. I love you guys being here. I just want to say today is one of those Hero Maker moment days um, in the life of our church. And uh, today's a very special day. We have a, a family here that we are going to send out. Uh, that we partnered with, and uh, we're excited to see what God is going to do. I know in this COVID season, it feels like everything's been on hold, and maybe God hasn't been moving, and it feels like all these distractions and everything. I'm telling you, God is moving. Amen? God's been working behind the scenes, and right before COVID started, uh, me and my wife were actually down in Florida. Um, those couple resided. Uh, we met, uh, we were, went to Disney World, and we met with them and hung out. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, in the last six months, God has just moved in incredible ways. Uh, God has just written a story that only he could write. And so in the midst of this, God has called this couple out uh, to be missionaries, to serve uh, through Live Global and make a difference in multiplying lives. And I'm telling you what, this is one of those life-giving couples. Uh, they love Jesus. They love our church. I've known them for a very, very long time. I'm sure they may crack some jokes on me. They probably know too much dirt, you know. Um, but I'm excited today to introduce them and uh, for them to become a part of our family, a part of their family and as partners in ministry together. Uh, when we have a mission that says we're gonna reach people far from God, that doesn't mean people that can drive to this location, amen? It means people across the world. Uh, there's people that have it way, way harder than we do. I know in this COVID season, man, it's just a lot going on, but I'm telling you, there's people hurting around the world and they get to go on our behalf to share the name of Jesus with people who need him, amen? Come on. So I'm excited to introduce, this is Johnny and Lexi Taylor. Come on, stand up, give them a real life welcome. Let them know you love them. Excited. Come on, Johnny. He's going to speak this morning, so you guys need to shout him down. You need to encourage him. Let him know you love him. He says he's going to preach till noon if you guys don't do that. So anyway, love you, man. Thank you. Well, I guess, I guess technically I will be preaching till noon because there's another service after this. Um, let's get started with prayer, actually. Lord, I, I thank you so much for this day, for the opportunity to, to come the opportunity to open your word. Lord, I pray that it would challenge us, that it would correct us where we need that, that it would encourage us where we need that, that we would just recognize that you are the life giver. We've been singing these praises already this morning. You are good. You are worthy of your name. Lord, you'd bring us from death to life. And I pray that we would grasp that this morning and understand that. And we pray this in your name. Amen. All right. We're going to jump right into this. I'm going to do this a little bit different. So we're going to start off with the word of God here. All right. So Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2, 1 through 5, this is what it says. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work 
in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy. And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. He gave us life when he raised Christ Jesus from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. What an amazing God that we serve. Did you catch what the Apostle Paul is doing here? This is Paul, all right, Ephesians. Um, he wrote this book to the church there. And what's really cool about the book of Ephesians is that the first, there's six chapters in the book of Ephesians. And the first three are all about here is what God did for you. And then the last three chapters of this book are all about, now live in a manner worthy of receiving that. And I think that is so cool. But he simply and powerfully explains that anyone apart from Jesus is dead. Now, I know, I know, we're, we're all in here right now. It may seem like we're completely alive, we're fully alive, we're perfectly fine, we're sitting here, we're breathing, we're walking around, we got in our cars, we drove here this morning, I know it seems like we're alive, but that's not what Paul's talking about. He's not talking about physical life here. He's talking about spiritual. He's talking about a spiritual death, an eternal separation from God, the one that created, the one that gave us everything that we have in the first place. That is what Paul is talking about. Because here's the thing. We're not a people that are simply sick and in need of healing. We're not lost in need of directions. We're not unhappy in need of joy. We're not immoral in need of religion. We're dead. We're dead in our greed, in our lies, in our lust, in our arrogance, and any other thing that you can think about. We are dead and in need of life. We are, humor me, dead man walking, or, or even better, the walking dead. Right? No, seriously though, seriously though. Those of you that have repented of your sins, turn to Jesus for salvation. Those of you in here already that are the church, are being the church, those of you that are saved, think back to when this was you. How amazing. I came from that to the life that God has given me. Or, or maybe, maybe this describes you this morning. But this is the cool thing. Death is not the end of the story. Death is not the end. God brings hope. Jesus brings hope. Because Paul goes on to explain that God, who is so rich in mercy, offers up his son in this free gift of salvation so that we can be made alive in him. And that is the only way to life. That is the only way to true life. That is the only way to a full life. John 10.10 John 10, 10 says, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it to you to the full. What's that mean? Apart from Jesus, you will never experience a full life. You will never experience what you were meant to experience apart from Jesus. I love this book of Ephesians. I love it. I often think of it and I'm so grateful to the Lord for giving me the life that, that I have in him. I would be nothing without him. And I know that you're grateful too. I heard you guys singing this morning. 
Man, praise band, I, that was awesome. That was awesome. I appreciate you guys and the commitment that you make every single week to get up here and make sure that we can worship the Lord like that, that your hearts can be ready. My heart was ready. My heart was ready. That first song, open, open the grave, I'm coming out, I'm going to live, going to live again. That's what Paul is talking about. Coming from death, coming from the grave, coming into life. I love this book of Ephesians. But I wanted to share all of that with you and begin in that way because it is the why behind all that we are about. People discovering real life in Jesus. The why. It is the why I am here. It is the why you are here. It is the why that we are involved in global missions. And I just don't think that anyone can take prolonged action for Christ. I just don't think that anyone can be a, a doer of God's word. James 1.22 says, uh, don't, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're fooling yourself. You just listen to it and don't do what it says. You're a fool. That, is, that doesn't make sense. You're fooling yourself. You're being deceived. So I just don't think that we can prolong being a doer of God's word without understanding that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. John 15, 5, Jesus said, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those that remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. Because just like that song that we sang, we're not worthy. He's worthy. And apart from him, we're not going to get this done. So I just don't think that you can prolong being a doer of God's word without understanding that apart from Christ, we can, be, we can do nothing. And why can't we do anything apart from Christ? Come on. I already said it. Because you're dead. Dead men don't really accomplish much. Make for a good TV show, I guess. But that's it. So this is the why, and we need to understand this to get to the rest of what we're talking about so that we can learn how to do the do. No, not Mountain Dew. I'm not talking about Mountain Dew. I wish Jared, Jared, my brother, Jared, made a video when he was a teenager about Mountain Dew. Man, I wish I had that. That would be amazing. But we have to understand this why so that we can do what we're supposed to do. And I'm talking about prolonged action for Christ, action that is based on love for Jesus. But guys, I am, I am so excited to be here this morning. We are excited to be here this morning. It is so cool um, to be here with you all right now and just to think about how God orchestrated this and how God brought us to partner with real life and the things that God did in our lives. And it, it, I could talk for hours. I'm not going to do that. But I, I just want to say, Sean and Diane, the rest of the leadership, man, I, I am grateful for you guys. Thank you for allowing us to be here and to, to be a family. Um, dream team, I saw you guys this morning. I tried to chip in and help a little bit, but I just looked like a fool. You guys, you guys do a, an amazing job. Thank you. All of you here this morning and online, thank you I'm, for sitting there and for listening to uh, what is on my heart and what I have to share this morning. Um, but it is, it is very much God's grace at work that we are with you all this morning. Um, but I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about ourselves here. 
Um, so I, I'm Jonathan, and I have a picture for you guys. This is my family. Um, so my wife, Lexi, as Pastor Sean introduced us, uh, my daughter, Adrian, she's 10 years old. She's in fifth grade. Someone save me. Um, Crosby, Crosby is uh, in second grade. Uh, he's seven. And then our, our dog daughter. Um, but that's, that's Gemma. That's Gemma, our fur baby. Yeah, she's pretty good. Um, but we, we've lived in Orlando. Actually, currently, we, we are based in Tennessee, but we lived in Orlando for the last four years. And during that time, I was a middle school and high school Bible teacher in a Christian school there, as well as the music director of the church. And uh, so that's kind of what I was doing for the last four years. And then my wife, Lexi, she was in a nursing school for the last four years. Actually, her online graduation is tomorrow. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, she's not going to like this part, but she finished with the highest GPA. Okay. Um, but one of, yeah, I just embarrassed her. One of the amazing things about all of this is we had no idea that God was using these four years to prepare us for our role as missionaries with Live Global. We had no idea. And there's, there's a lot more to our story. And Lexi's going to come and share a little bit in a, in, in a little bit. Um, about that. No, don't, not, not right now, babe. Okay. Um, in a little bit, but we're going to be working on some videos and kind of put those out there for you guys. So you guys can see that. So we'll let you know when that, when that all comes about. But, um, but at live global, we say God is working. What is your role? And it's kind of a different way of going about missions. Typically, you uh, would have your Americans or, or whoever, any country, and you would send them out to another country. They would start a church. They would make disciples, and, and they would do that. There's very much a need for that, um, and, uh, but that's just not what we do. Uh, we are partnershiped, uh, partnershiped, wow. We are partnership-driven. What this means is we take a national first approach. So those guys that God has already placed in their own culture, in their own, um, in their own communities that are making a difference in people's lives, we partner with them. So these days, we have lots of platforms. Right? Facebook is a platform. Um, well, I can't think of any, and we have lots. Uh, Twitter, Twitter is a platform. Um, like all these things, right? Uh, Uber. Uber is a platform, and here's what I mean by that. So, so Uber. Uber helps connect a driver with a rider and get that rider where they need to go, sometimes. Um, and while Uber is partnered with that driver, they don't actually own the car that the driver uses to accomplish the task. So just like Uber partners with drivers to connect them with riders, we partner with national ministry leaders all over the world that are making a difference in people's lives for Christ. And just like Uber doesn't own the car that the driver uses, we don't own or start or lead any of the ministries that exist overseas. What we do is we come alongside our global brothers and sisters and we serve them. We minister to them. We equip them. We disciple them. We do anything that they need that we can be a help in growing the ministry. We grow relationships with them, and we connect them to you, North American church, North American believers, so that the task of making disciples and planting churches can be accomplished. In, sh in short, really, God's church is multiplied. So I want you to watch this video. This is one-minute video. Check this out. It does a really great job of describing a little bit more about Live Global. Let's roll that. The, the church, church is, is built for action, to spread the gospel, to help the poor, heal the sick, 
to free the oppressed and rebuild what's broken. We're made and called to go out into the world and work. But real action requires resources, skills, and manpower, which we don't always have in our own churches, but we do in the church, because the church is one body, and it's unstoppable when it works together, when it's connected. That's why Live Global exists, to connect churches and believers in the U.S. with other churches and believers abroad, to do the work they're called to do. We're kingdom networkers. We build deep relationships with churches, nonprofits, and individuals across the world to facilitate partnerships that enable all churches and the church to work better together. Go to liveglobal.org to find a partner and get to work. It does a great job of explaining, but that's what Live Global is all about. So uh, I want to, right now, um, I want to ask you to do something. Get out your phone, go to your email. I'm gonna, my email is going to be up on the screen here. Um, I want to be connected with you. You guys are, Sean mentioned, our sending church. We want to be partnered with you in a big way. We want to communicate with you in a big way. So what I'm going to ask is that you uh, at least write down my email. But if you send me an email right now and just say your name... Literally, just put that in the text, your name, um, and I mean your name, not the words your name. Put that there, and then you're going to get an automatic reply. That automatic reply is just going to say, hey, guys, glad you're here, um, and then it's going to give you a link to a YouTube page. That YouTube page is what we're going to use to uh, really communicate a lot of stuff. There'll be encouragement from there. There'll be updates from there, all kinds of things. I would love for you guys to do that because it's going to be a great way that we can communicate with you all, okay? So do that, um, and... Let's see, where am I? Hey, guys. Oh, yeah, there we go. Email. I have the notes. So we are excited, guys. We are excited to be partnered with you real live so that together with our global partners overseas, we can accomplish the task of making disciples and planting churches. We're so excited. But I have a question for you. The question is, should you be involved in global missions? Actually, you know what? That's a bad question. That's a bad question. That's like asking a follower of Jesus if they should be involved in global missions is like me right now going, hmm, I wonder if I should keep breathing. Yes, yes, I should. Okay. Um, the question is not, should I be involved in global missions? The question is, what role do I play in global missions? What role do I play in global missions? I remember as a teenager, always like looking for God's will for my life. And I needed to figure that out. And I would ask, what is God's will for my life? But again, I think that's the wrong question. I think perhaps it's, what is God's will and where do I fit? In other words, God is working what is my role? And I want to challenge you on this quickly from Romans chapter 12. So go there. Go to Romans chapter 12. Well, it'll be up on the screen too. Um, but Romans chapter 12. The very first two, the two words that you see there right away. And so. Why does it say and so? Because up to this point, the Apostle Paul has explained everything that there is about salvation. In detail. He has explained that you pass from death into life. And so, he says, and so. 
And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Salvation explained in detail. The why behind all of it. Letting others see you also need to pass from death into life. Rejoicing and remembering that that's where we once were and getting others to see that as well. And then he goes on uh, in verse 2. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Good and pleasing and perfect. You know, the thing is, though, I read this verse here and it says how to know God's will. But at the beginning, it says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Man, I feel so called out when I read that. Don't copy the customs and behavior of this world. Man, I like, I, I like to go back to my old days and act like a sinner sometimes. I'm serious. Like it, It's just this rut you can fall into. And I know you guys know about that. But don't copy the custom and behaviors of this world. You know, I, I like to watch TV. But I can never find anything good on TV other than Fixer Upper. It's really hard, but this is what we do all the time. We are always putting junk into our minds with TV, with music, with movies, with the news, with politicians. We are constantly filling our minds with that stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now that the things that you fill your mind with is what your life will align with. Did you catch that? The things you fill your mind with is what your life will align with. So is it being filled with junk and aligning in that, or is it being filled with God's word? Um, so, and then you go on in this verse, and you see, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I, I think it's crazy because so many people, I've talked to so many people, God is not speaking to me, I'm not hearing from him, and everyone is looking for this supernatural experience from God, but no one wants to read his supernatural word that he provided us with. I have a meme. I like memes. Look at this meme. Lord, please talk to me. His hands on the Bible. I, I got a kick out of that. Um, like, I'm, here you go. I'm talking to you. I gave you my word. Here's everything I, need, I want you to know right now. I just thought that was, I got a kick out of that. But we have to be in God's word so that the way we think can line up with what God says. This is called having a biblical worldview. Even the psalmist in Psalm 119, 11, uh, he understood this. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. By being in God's word is how you learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so up to this point, we've looked at the why, why it matters and why we're doing any of this at all. Um, why we do what we do, and so that we can learn to know what to do. So I kind of want to apply this this morning. Um, but before we do that, I want to quickly tell you some roles that I will have with Live Global Media. Media, what? That was a hobby. Now I'm going to use it in ministry. I think about you guys. I watch Jared and the team that has been developed um, doing live stream and doing uh, the, the online videos that were going on. So who, who would have thought? But that's something that I'm going to be doing. And 
the last couple of years have equipped me for that, actually. Um, also, some pastoral stuff, some teaching, some discipleship, some training, those sorts of things that, that will be going on. But I actually want to have Lexi come. Come hither, darling. Come on. I want to have Lexi come up and uh, quickly share uh, a little bit about how, what God has done and how she's involved. Wow, guys, this is so humbling. I'm so happy to be here. Um, but so a little bit of my story. I don't know if it's been mentioned up to this point, but Jonathan and I were actually missionaries in Ecuador, South America for a few years, and that's where I grew up. And it didn't take long after Jonathan and I got there for me to realize that we were not called to be church planning missionaries. And frankly, they didn't need us. <laughs> um, so I was looking around and I was seeing a lot of nationals that were um, being, you know, God was bringing them up and they were ready to step out as leaders in ministry. And all that they really needed from us was maybe some support or equipping, encouragement, prayer, um, maybe resources, um, you know, discipleship materials, or just really encouragement. And so I, that was kind of a moment for me where I was like, okay, well, if you don't want me to be a church planning missionary wife, <laughs> then um, what am I going to do? You know, what is this, what skill do I have that I could serve my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world? And God kind of planted the seed of nursing in my heart. But I didn't know how I was going to go to nursing school from Ecuador. Uh, and then God moved us away from Ecuador. And that was a really heartbreaking um, time for me. And the last, you know, we moved from Ecuador, and even though it was a really hard decision, it was definitely what God wanted for us, so we just continued in faith to follow him, and I decided I was going to go to nursing school, because look at that, God gave me the opportunity, <laughs> so um, I started nursing school, and that was a time, I mean, although I was filled with passion for what I truly believed God had called me to, it was also kind of a time of um, a spiritual desert for me. I felt like God was moving us away from ministry, and he was definitely moving us away from missions. The more time went by, the more it seemed like the doors were just closing, and that just wasn't what he had for us. So we had gotten that part of our calling all wrong, and that was really discouraging for me. Uh, but then we got a plan. We had a really good plan in place. You know, it wasn't going to be church ministry, but God could still use it, and I was okay with that. I was excited about it, honestly, and then it all fell apart thanks to corona. <laughs> And um, I'm sure that other people have also experienced things like that. And um, Jonathan and I were just kind of at this really, the lowest of lows. So I thought the last four years had been hard, and then that happened. And I didn't really know what God was doing. It seemed like we'd gotten sort of strung along, and we didn't know, you know, what was next. And then God brought an opportunity to Jonathan to work with Live Global. And I thought, that's super cool. Um... That's why I'm a nurse. I can get a job anywhere, and he can serve God however he feels led to. So I just kind of kept doing my school and not really worrying too much about it. And then I went with Jonathan to our approval process, and it wasn't until then that it really hit me how much this wasn't just a, a opportunity for Jonathan, but it also was an opportunity for me. And our executives started talking to me about how excited they were um, to have me joining the team and just the vision they had for healthcare and how that would be able to serve their partners. And I realized that God had given through my husband something that was going to use both of our skills and our passions and that he had not abandoned me for the last four years. He had not taken me to Ecuador and then brought me out just to leave me brokenhearted, but he had really brought me to a place of understanding of the need around the world 
And then um, he had been equipping me and pre preparing me for this perfect opportunity when we could join Live Global and serve around the world. So that's just a little bit about me. I want to I want to wrap up this morning um, with this idea of you discovering your role. A lot of you are watching you this morning. You know your role with real life, but maybe this morning you can discover your role in global missions. I wish I could remember who said this, and I couldn't figure it out, but I wrote it down. Fulfilling your role is not so you can be a success and fulfill your selfish ambition. It is so you can be selfless and serve in God's plan for your life and the world. God isn't looking for successful followers. He is looking for faithful followers. God is working. What is your role? Let me read these last few verses here. This is from Romans 12, verses 3 through 8. It says, Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given you. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And guys, this list is far from exhaustive. There are so many ways that God has gifted us and prepared us to serve in his plan. I love this. I'm going to leave you with this quote. Steve Shadrach, he said, God calls some of us to be missionaries and some of us to be pastors, but he also calls some to be custodians and electricians and others to be investors and buyers of real estate. But once we realize we are all in the game, it's a fixed result. We are simply playing the role God has assigned us, faithfully fulfilling the Lord's purpose in our lives. God is working. What is your role? So this morning, I hope that you understand why it matters from death to life. I hope that you understand why it matters so that you can learn to know what to do. Be in God's word. Surround yourself with godly people so that you can know God's will for your life and discover your role in God's global plan. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to be here, to speak your word, Lord, for your word to be spoken through me. I pray that you are glorified in all that goes on. Lord, help us. Help us to remember where we came from. Help us to be in tune with you. Help us to fill our minds with things that matter, not with things that don't, things that are temporary. Help us to think eternally. Lord, change our, our perspective from 70 to 80 years to eternity. Help us. If you're here this morning and you're, you're already a follower of Jesus, I don't think you're here on accident. You're not at this church on accident. God brought you to real life. God has you here this morning. Let me ask you a couple questions. When's the last time you looked at your life 
got some things right with God? When's the last time you repented of known sin and made things right with God? When's the last time you rejoiced in being made alive in Christ? Are you living in God's will right now? Are you playing a role in reaching the world in the good news of Jesus Christ? Let me, I, I want to do this. If you want to figure out what your role is, you want to know more, you want to discover your role in this global mission of making disciples and bringing people to Jesus, helping them to discover that real life in him. If that describes you, you want, you want to do that. Those are the things that you're about. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. That could be a lot of us in here right now. God, I want to do what you want. Lord, I thank you for those in here that we know we, we, we serve a great God and we want to do things your way. I pray that you would help us. Now, for those, those of you in here that, you know what? You've never repented of your sins. You've not turned to Jesus for salvation. You've not put your faith and trust in him. And you might even still be a little confused as to what that means. Romans 3.23 says, For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. That describes every single person in this room. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin, the penalty of sin, is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Because you can come as you are, God is going to change who you are. Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. We were in Romans like crazy today. So I hope that you understand that if you have not turned away from your sin and given that to Jesus and put your faith and trust in him, need to do that this morning is God speaking to you there's no special prayer that can save anyone there's not a, a ticket into heaven by praying a, a specific words but it's by believing in your heart and repenting of your sins that you are saved so I'm going to give you a prayer right here and you can quietly repeat after me but this is not what saves you. It is your heart and your repentance and turning to Christ that saves you. But you could go something. Lord, thank you. Thank you for bringing me here this morning. Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of the sins in my life. Lord, that you would show me the life that you offer. Lord, I believe that you died and took my place when I deserved it and I trust in you for eternal life. Lord, I thank you so much again for this day. I thank you for <laughs> everyone that is here. The ability to freely open up your word so that you can be heard. Thank you for this people that are on fire for you. And we pray this in your name. Amen.
Hey, if anybody made that decision to follow Christ and you guys prayed that prayer this morning, I want you to know that we are so excited for you. and We want to encourage you. So we've got two great next steps for you. First one is this. You can pull out your phone. You can text RL next to 97000. And what we'll do is we've got a link to some resources we'll get you. We'll also have a connection team member. They'll call you. They'll encourage you. We don't want you to do life alone. We want to know. We want you to know that there will be somebody with you on that journey. The second thing you can do is this, is if you're in person with us today, stop at the back of the, of the worship center on your way out after the gathering. Grab one of these red bags. It'll say Real Life on it. What it has in it is a Bible, and we've got a link to other free resources. So again, if you made that decision today, we are so encouraged by you doing that, and we want to help you in any way. I've got a great next step for everybody else as well. Jonathan challenged us today about finding your role. There's a great Mark Twain quote. It says, the two most important days that you'll ever have in your life are the day that you were born, and the second one is the day that you found out why. And Jonathan talked about that today. Everybody has a why in their life today. Everybody has a gift. They have a role that you can play in God's kingdom. So one of the best ways that you can do that is just getting and serving on the dream team. And we would love to talk to you about that, what God has for you in your life. So after the gathering, come hang out with us at the Next Steps booth, and we would love to give you some encouragement and let, it, let you guys know what it, your opportunities might be to get part of the dream team today. Just listen to some of Jonathan's stories and, and just knowing that what, what he's going to do and what him and Lex are going to do together, it's just so awesome to know that we get to play a part of that and we get to play an opportunity uh, in, 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 in furthering their ministry. And you guys are doing that. Your generosity is making that possible. And so I want you guys to know that when you give and you're generous, you impact and you make a difference in people's lives, people like Johnny and Lexi. So I just want to thank you guys for your faithfulness and being generous. As always, there's three ways that you can give. You can go online at reallifechurchkc.com, click the giving tab, and text any amount to 84321, or if you want to use the giving box at the back, you can put an envelope or just drop it in. So I want you guys to know again, what you do every week makes a difference. So I want to encourage you, check out this video and see how your guys' generosity is impacting lives globally. Hey, Real Life. Hey, I want to encourage you guys on how your generosity is making a difference. Uh, you just heard from Johnny uh, sharing his story and his heartbeat for Live Global. And uh, they've been friends with me for a very, very long time. Uh, we met back in youth group. We were in college and they have served as missionaries overseas. Uh, incredible job serving the world. And you get a chance, you got to hang out with these guys after this gathering and talk to them about all the stories. So as we serve in Live Global, we are impacting and working with ministry leaders all around the world. Philippines or Thailand, North Africa, Myanmar, Bosnia, Cuba, just to name a few places. And these ministry leaders are working with um, church planting or maybe women's crisis or relief centers and then food pantries. One of the coolest things about Live Global, what you guys are doing, is that you're multiplying people. And I just love this concept and really the call for that. We are focused on partnerships, which I mentioned in the, in the message, but um, multiplication happens through partnerships. Like think about this, for example, real life. When God called you guys to start real life, what'd you do? You didn't go at it alone. No, you developed and discipled a team of people, have the results of, of seeing people find real life and purpose in Jesus. Right? Live Global is the same way. Um, we we equip, we minister to, we disciple ministry leaders all over the world who then turn around and equip and disciple, develop ministry leaders all over the world, disciples being made of, leaders being made and uh, developed for God's kingdom. And so when you guys go out there like equipping somebody, 
is so much better. It's instead of catch and release, it's I'm gonna teach you how to fish. Mm -hmm. And so that excites us here at Real Life. And I know just the passion for you guys to know when you leave behind, there's something that's not just surviving, but growing right. and the church multiplies. So that is really cool. And it doesn't happen in all missions agencies. And for you guys doing this, this is why we're connected with you. Can you just tell us a bit like what your prayer is for the people that you're serving? Um, I think first our prayer is for them to have courage. A lot of our ministry partners are serving in really difficult places, maybe restricted access. And so just that they would have courage to continue in God's calling. Um, also uh, longevity, um, just the ability to continue on in ministry, um, which kind of goes along with encouragement and, and things like that. But health for them, health for their families, health for their ministries and seeing that even though it might not always seem like they're making an impact, God is still working. You guys' heart's absolutely amazing. I want to thank you guys for being a part of the story, um, not just in real life, but the kingdom and making an impact across the world. Yeah. And I want to encourage you guys in real life, man, to get behind these guys. Do not leave here today without saying hi, introduce yourself and be praying for them. You saw the heart for the world and that we, we support these guys 100%. They're an extension of our staff. And so we love you. And uh, when you guys give here, you go here. This is part where you be part of. I hope they inspire you to say, I'm gonna be selfless. And that's the greatest part about your story is that you've surrendered your tomorrows to Jesus and God's using your life. And I promise you, if you're willing, God will use you the same way. Absolutely. So we love you guys, man. Thanks so much Thank for you. what you're doing. Thanks. What a great day. Can we give it up for Jonathan Lexi this morning? That's right. Man, it's just super encouraging to see somebody that has a passion and a gifting for what God's called him to do. I appreciate that call or in that challenge, Johnny, just to find our role. Like, you know, I can't wait to see you guys, uh, how you guys find your role in becoming a hero maker this week. Hey, uh, encourage your friends and families to join us next week at 9.30 and 11. And as always, guys, remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. See you guys next week.